0: And we're like, yo, I think we can. I think we can hit a million. We can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. we believed in it very, very early on. Even when we were at like hundreds, like a hundred subscribers, we still had a lot of faith in it. Um, so I think that really helped us along the way too.
2: You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar Creators and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and bestselling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it. Today's gang stars are Matt and Glory Brooks, but their huge fan group of ninjas know them better as Slice and Rice. With over 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube and 1.5 million followers on Facebook, these gang stars are most recognizable for the parodies, challenges, and storytimes. And more recently, they've been dishing out hilarious content and sketches, exploring each other's Korean and African American backgrounds. YouTube crowned them as creators on the rise and they currently work full time as content creators. And in this episode, we talk about how me and Matt met, which is really crazy because we met online playing video games. And we talk about how to work together as a couple, how they were able to quit their day jobs and do content creation full time, and so, so, so much more. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear all these bombs that they're going to drop. So let's just get right to it. All right, you guys. I'm super excited to have this awesome couple duo, Slice and Rise, also known as Matt and Glory, on the podcast today. You guys are in for a special treat. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining me. Yo, thank you for
0: having us. We're We're
2: excited. excited. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so excited to have you guys. You have such an amazing story and you guys are on a roll and on your career. Um, so I want you guys to just start off by telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Who is Slice and Rice? You know, where did you start and where are you today? Yeah, so um,
1: our names are Matt Glory, aka Slice and Rice. Uh, I guess we started in, was it 2014?
0: yeah in college
1: yeah and we kind of started not really seriously but we both had a love for youtube and i'll say in 2014 youtube wasn't like as big as it is now obviously so like none of our friends are doing it so that's like really how we first bonded so after we started talking and then we start dating we were like it's only right for us to make a channel but i always give credit to matt for coming up with the channel name uh, we were trying to brainstorm like what are two things that we both love that works and like rolls off the tongue and so he loves pizza I have an undying love for rice so (laughs) that's how we came up with it
0: yeah we wanted to like create something that was like creative like do something together because uh right before we created slice and rice we had our own individual channels on youtube um so once we got in the relationship like Gloria was saying uh it was like only right to like combine those forces together Mm -hmm. Um, Gloria was like really passionate about editing and for me I just love being on camera mm-hmm. um, at theatrics and stuff. So we basically combined in like our talents and that's how Slice and Rice got birthed and obviously and evolved as the years went on yeah. but that was like the starting point point. and then um, you know it hit a point where we we're like yo we we got something here you know when <laughs> yeah. people would like walk up to us in college and be like yo like we Slice and Rice we see your videos and stuff and we like oh yeah you know that name and uh, and we saw like the birth and we we're like yo i think we can i think we can hit a million we can do that
1: yeah, yeah. we believed in it very very early on even when we were at like hundreds like a hundred subscribers we still had a lot of faith in it um so i think that really helped us along the way too
2: that's so awesome and a little bit of like backstory too of how i know these two wonderful people Funny, crazy story is that back, like, in the day, I don't even know how old we were, but me and Matt actually used to play online on PlayStation, and we were, like, friends on years. playing video games, like, years ago. I don't know. it was, like, in middle school or something. Yeah. <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> just...
0: I know. It was middle school. I was and home so, Yeah. Yeah,
2: I remember that. And, like, we were just, just, like, play games, and he'd always kick my ass. I think I only beat you, like, once in a <laughs> but oh wow that's a
1: lot to brag about though yeah it is right
2: (laughs) (laughs) and I knew all the like glitches and stuff anyways um that's how like I originally knew Matt and we would uh, follow each other like from MySpace to Facebook and you know that's just like what it was and then um long story short back in 2000 I believe 16 me and my husband Kevin we went to VidCon and we're there and we go to one of the like uh What do you call it? Like the little conference? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the panels or something. And you guys were attending the same one. And I think I saw you, Matt, walk by with Glory. I didn't know who you were at the time, Glory. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, that dude looks so familiar. And then I saw Matt look at me and I was like, okay is that that? And then like, we messaged each other kind of at the same time, I think on Facebook. I and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy.
0: I know. And I then, remember telling Glory that. I was like, yo, like, I think that was my friend. I used to play SSX with back in the day. <laughs> like, I, I think that's her husband too.
1: Was that your first time meeting in person? Yeah, yes, we That's why it's so weird. Met each other at all. So, so weird it must have been even more weird to be like, Is that him? Is that not? You didn't even have like an actual, like, face in person face to go off.
2: <laughs> yeah, we just had you know pictures from social media, yeah. so yeah, I was like telling Kevin, and then we messaged each other and finally met up at the conference and got to meet you, Glory, too. And like, yeah, <laughs> I remember that
1: really. Oh, that was fun. oh yeah. yeah, oh my gosh, Devon, by the way, I have to say. That day, I remember your phone case, and I was like, where did you get
2: oh, your yeah. phone case? And you said, Amazon. <laughs> I still have it to this day. The same phone Me case. too, girl. It's the Every best Every time thing. I upgrade my phone. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> the best <laughs> investment ever, best $20. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's how, like how we met, and I remember you guys, I think we're only at like 40 subscribers, and I say only, like it's not anything, because you guys have so much now, but like that was still a lot back then, and just you guys got to a million, like, really pretty fast i mean you started growing from that time i saw you guys at midcon so it's just been really cool to see how much you guys have grown and just wanted to pause for a second to say congrats on all your success so far because it's just cool just kind of see that growth yeah you're welcome i I think
0: the important thing with that is like while you're growing is like to sit back and like soak it in yeah because i remember um when we even when we hit the hundred thousand mark on youtube and millions like you still look for the next goal. So like, you don't even mm-hmm. think in like, yo, it took us a while to do it. Like we've been doing this for six years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's creators out there that grow to a million in just a month, but yeah. for your own yeah. journey, like you just got to appreciate, appreciate the hustle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, it just makes you appreciate all your hard work more and it makes creating the next video that much special. Cause you're like, yes, yeah. like we did this, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I love that. So taking a step back a little bit, were you guys both, um, like, who does, like, the video editing and stuff? So, Glory, I believe you kind of, like, had a skill set or wanted to have, like, a career in video editing or animation and stuff. I know, Matt, you kind of wanted to be more of an entertainer, you were gaming. What was, like, your professional, like, jobs at the time while you were doing the YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, so I was a video producer, I guess you call it at um, a university, University of Maryland. So Mm -hmm. we basically filmed and edited like videos of professors who did like online courses or just promotional videos for the university itself. Um, So I was working there. So I've always been doing like a video job out of college and we both went there for film. Oh, cool. Um, And so like, I was able to be like, like, you know, explore the editing. And so, yeah, I currently do the editing for Slice and Ice, but sometimes Matt and I will do this like thing where he'll start the edit and I'll finish it. Cause we both know how to do both things. Like production wise, Mm -hmm. I would say we're both pretty familiar and good with all aspects of it. We just have different passions when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, when we went to college, like our major was electronic media and film. So uh, we took the same exact courses, learning how to edit and premiere and all of that. Um, I did a double major in theater as well, um, mm-hmm. because I really my my originally my goal was to be a director and act and star in my own movies like that was uh, that was like my goal. So YouTube you know kind of doing
2: activity.
0: that now I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm loving it uh YouTube was like that thing and I could do that I could create my own videos and I could be in it and, that, <laughs> and that's exactly what I wanted so uh we went to Towson mm-hmm. for that and, I, and me and Glory were the only uh I would say the only filmmakers there like wanting to pursue YouTube yeah um because mm-hmm. no one they didn't none of the filmmakers knew like how much money you could make if you were successful in uh, YouTube or anything like that. Everyone's goal was, let's get on the big screens, theaters, let's work on big sets. But me and Glory, we really wanted to like update our skills and just make better videos overall for the internet because that was our passion and we knew the potential that it had um as far as me with the jobs like i was doing video for comcast like we were just interviewing uh, different people in the government and like fundraisers and things like that and i was also like my side job was at retail too so mm-hmm. it was definitely a pressure like yo we gotta like make it on youtube i can't keep this up <laughs> man like it's just too long mm-hmm. so i'm just happy that it finally did everything and um as far as the channel like uh i do like the main directing Mm -hmm. so a lot of the brand stuff brainstorming comes from both of us but i kind of spearhead that um as far as like the look of like hey we should do this in our channel we should implement these things and um Mm -hmm. a lot of the script writing as well
2: yeah wow that's so cool guys did you um so was it like you guys were like, Hey, we're doing really well. Like, let's just put our two weeks in and quit our jobs. Or was it like one person, then the other, what was the transition like going from having, you know, the full-time part-time jobs and then going into full-time creators? Yeah. So
1: I would say around the time I put in my two weeks, well, I put in a month work advanced because <laughs> I was just working <laughs> it for so long and I, I really enjoyed the job. Um, How long ago was this too, by the way? 2018 is yes. when i quit. Okay, cool. yeah. so um i would say at the time our channel was starting to do pretty well but we still weren't making money like i don't remember us making any money but i remember a year before i quit i had already had thoughts about like i want to quit so that i could put more energy into slice and ice i really enjoyed my current job but i just like felt like i was working eight hours a day there and then coming home and trying to work eight hours a day on slice and ice and I was just like, dang! Like, what if I put all this work and energy into slice and rice? Like, it would just be mm-hmm. so much better. So when I quit, we weren't making any money. It was a huge risk. Um, I thought, of, and my parents didn't really love the idea of me quitting. And they literally, my mom told me, think about it for another year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I did. And I asked so many people who do it full time. I prayed a lot because I'm spiritual. I, you know, I really took yeah. time to think about it. And even though a year passed, like like I said, we weren't making money. I still was like, you know what? Like, I feel like the best things come out of big risks that are taken. So Absolutely. that was fully supportive. And I put in my, you know, two weeks or one month. And uh, I would say like, in just like a few weeks after that, I would say that's when our channel it was really starting to like, grow I mean a lot and yeah it was scary at first but uh, and I knew that financially things would be much harder because also Matt was working retail and you know his Comcast job he was a freelancer right like he didn't yeah. do that con- consistently so it was a risk in all aspects and we didn't really start making money until later but it was so so worth
0: it yeah and I literally took Glory's job after she quit because they were hiring me as a freelancer at University of Maryland. Like, you <laughs> need help on this shoot. So, when she was leaving, they were like, Oh, so what about Matt? Is he doing the same thing? So. <laughs>
1: Dang. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so since one of us was able to do full time and slicing rice, so I was like, Well, I'll take your job um, since you put the most hours into like yeah, the editing. editing
1: is what takes a long time so it was still okay that he took the job because yeah. we you know had to make a living somehow or he did so
0: <laughs> plus i was trying to like save up for the engagement ring and all of that <laughs> so i was like you uh... know, i need bread man i can't i can't afford to quit but um a year after i the year after glory left that's when i ended up leaving the job that i took um from her <laughs> because it was like now i don't have enough time and I'm at work stressing mm-hmm. out because we have emails with brands and like other creators that we're talking with, and I can't pause a meeting at work mm-hmm. to have a conversation with them. So I was, you know, I had to put my one month in. Like, yo, I'm I'm sorry, like this is what it is. You can
1: put two months in.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I gave them two. months. Like, <laughs> That's yeah,
1: really I generous, know. though. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> they
1: all knew though. Like what? Yeah, they. So it was, it was okay. Yeah,
0: they followed us and stuff yeah and they, saw, they saw the numbers growing it like yeah it's just supportive. a matter of time
2: they <laughs> probably saw your numbers growing like oh shit guys like we only have like x amount of time
0: Exactly, but it worked out man
1: and like
0: I just I never dreamt of being like in this position yeah like
2: mm-hmm. well,
0: really? like where we at right now and we thought like hey a million subscribers is like great but like what comes with it, um, we're just like, whoa, like this is way beyond what we can even imagine. Like, and it's just crazy. right? Yeah. Now. And difficult, it, <laughs> it, it definitely got harder, but you know, what's that good, difficult, you know what I'm saying? I just feels mm-hmm. good. like, ooh, I like a challenge.
2: Mm-hmm. But what would you say was the most difficult or what were some of those difficult mm-hmm. things that arose for you guys?
0: I would say the most difficult thing was turning our channel like the brand slice of rice from a hobby to an actual business because
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there's just like a lot of language, and a lot of things that we just had to learn on our own that we didn't even have knowledge. Of. Like, you know, we had to build a team. We had to get an accountant. We had to get a lawyer. There's a lot of uh, um, contracts that we're reading and decisions that we had to make. Uh, for the future of our channel and not knowing for certain if it's like the right idea Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff like hey should we uh, work with this network should we uh, do this Uh, is this the type of videos that we need to do like really understanding like the brands and like diving deep do we want to do merch how do we want to diversify the income since this is all we're doing Um, Mm -hmm. I would say that's been like the hardest thing um, for us for sure
1: yeah a lot of it's really fun but then we have to remember that it kind of is a business at the end of the day. And um, I remember actually relating to one of your posts in the past about like working with your partner when you worked with Kevin. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, that I related because you remember you writing something about, it's not for everyone. Like it can be really hard working (laughs) with your significant other. So I would say like, it's not like me and Matt hate each other after we do a video, but when it comes when it turns to like business stuff like it does get a little frustrating because sometimes our convers conversations will shift to like business talk and neither of us even went to biz like school for business so it's stuff that we're both learning and it's kind of difficult to like have fun and like balance the fun and also the business
2: aspect of it but since we've been doing this for so long now i think we finally kind of got the hang of it yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. um And um, to the listeners that may or may not know, like I work with my husband too, kind of like on and off. We used to like work together all the time, and I took a break because like we just it wasn't working. Yeah. And then now like I'm kind of back in and like helping mm-hmm. out, you know. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But yeah. you know, people always look to um couples who you know they see as successful, and they're like, "Man, I want that!" Like hashtag couple goals. But it's like. Girl, or boy, you better be careful what you hashtag and couple goals for because I don't know if you can handle this.
0: Exactly, <laughs> man, a lot, man, Trying to balance, like a marriage and business and stuff, yeah. Like, yeah, to that business into your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, man, why you do that? Why you write that email like that? They're like, oh, I'm just like, come on, man. Well, that is
2: hilarious <laughs> it's so true though that's like if, if if you don't if you haven't had the experience of working a partner like what matt just kind of joked about is like real shit like that <laughs> that's some stuff that that pops up i'm curious to know if you guys have it, any like rules or even suggestions to those people listening that like are trying to work with a partner or a significant other that you found that works for you guys
0: yeah, I think uh, starting out, it has to be mindful, like you got to create boundaries. Um, and we talked about this in a video, like right around a thousand subscribers, like we almost broke up because like, the amount of energy that we were putting in our YouTube channel was taken away from our relationship. So we weren't yeah. like going on dates or doing anything. Every conversation was video, 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 what we going <laughs> to do next? And we Mm -hmm. had a little two-week break and, like, reassess our relationship. Like, all right, if we want to do this, we got to do it right. And I'm thankful that we did that so early on. Because the amount of pressures that we have now is just crazy. So I think the important thing is to create boundaries. um, And those boundaries are, like, all right, sometime in this week, like, we need to have, like, a dinner night, um, go Mm -hmm. to the movies, do a fun activity. Like, just have something away from work um that's like less stressful and all of that and don't beat yourself up if the conversation kind of go towards work a little bit as long as you're having fun and enjoying each other and yeah like, yeah remembering why you like appreciate each other outside of work like I think that's really important because we often forget you know what I'm saying like hey this is a marriage this is our relationship and mm-hmm. um if something happens to our business like you still got each other, you know? Yeah. So you just got to remember, like, those important things um, if you decide to work with each other.
1: Yeah, I would say, like, in the beginning, early on, like you said, we're so thankful that happened, and we told each other if if Slice and ours ever comes before our relationship, well we would both agree to, like, like I mean, Slice and Arse, we love it, but if it ever came over a relationship, over our family, over God and mm-hmm. everything we've, believe in like we would drop it like a fly like it, it's not yeah like important to that extent to us but it's still very important to us but we're we're because we did that so early on or had that conversation so early on I really believe that ever since that day we really kept that true to who we are today like and we ask all our friends to keep us accountable for that that not never letting it get to our head um, I think we're pretty I mean I take a lot of pride in how we handle it I think we're pretty decent um, as
2: hard as it can be yeah oh my gosh i love that i love that you guys pointed on like the boundaries and some of the the things that you guys have had to deal with and even like the importance of having a support group and having your friends and family hold you accountable and even allowing your relationship to be that vulnerable for them to give that give them that permission to step up to you and be like hey guys like I know this is y'all's relationship, but I need to let y'all know y'all got to figure some shit out right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Um, and I know with all the like tasks and all the pressure that's been going on, I know Matt, you mentioned that you guys had to like outsource and build like a team. You have like a lawyer and stuff. So I'm interested to know, like, um, how many people do you have on your team? What are those People, what are those things that you do outsource to? Do you have an assistant? Um, what do those roles look like?
0: So, right now, like um, we're still building out our team slowly mm-hmm. but surely um, as the months go by. So, right now um, on our team, we have uh, an accountant um, because, uh, as much as we want to say like we're smart with finances, there's people that are just way smarter than us. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, stuff,
0: especially when taxes come that self employed <laughs> is like yeah you know, i don't know what i'm looking
2: at i still don't know so <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly um and then of course we have a lawyer because well, when you're in an entertainment business where a lot of businesses there's just a lot of contracts and it can get overwhelming mm-hmm. to read through all of that and although they can be expensive they save you from a lot of headaches and a lot of yeah. like destruction later down the road yeah. Um, and right now we're working on building like more creative, a more creative team behind to help with more things, but we do have friends that we hire here and there for, to help us with shooting. Um, and eventually we will like to upgrade to have like some full-time uh, shooters and things like that. Um, for film. <laughs> I don't know how, this, how that clip could be taken like, oh, they are hiring shooters. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well
0: yeah people, <laughs> um, and stuff so um and we're still building on that but right now um, as far as like assisting assistance and all of that like we have enough time to be able to do those things but mm. we are seeing the pressures of it building up where we're like yo like we need someone to answer emails because this is overwhelming
1: yeah i would actually yeah. say that that's like the number one thing that we keep talking bringing back up like it would be so helpful if we had an assistant you know
2: but mm-hmm. we just
1: don't know sometimes like do we want that to be a friend and then that ruin our friendship with them <laughs> or yeah. not that that is always the case but we're like worried about stuff like that or like someone that's really good but we don't have a relationship with them but will we trust them i think those are the big mm-hmm. reasons why we're kind of like
2: we haven't done that
1: yet. taking
0: that time yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, from my experience, I think you guys should just go ahead and just find that assistant because I think once you get that person, you'll be like, hey, why don't we do this sooner? And then, you know, as long as you have your systems and processes in place to train them and you're, you know, overly communicating with this person and they know what you expect and, you make sure that they're doing all the tasks like how you want them to do it you know at the end of the day it's a job if you don't do it right then like sometimes you gotta let people go and on to the next one and that's like the hard thing about being your own boss but I think from where you guys are right now like just go ahead and bite that bullet and do it I mean it's always a long process hiring people like when because I handle that when we hire um, like outsource people for like our branding business yeah and it's such a pain in the butt like going through applications and interviewing people um and a lot of people not to be mean are just like stupid when it comes to that and you're just like really this is the, the application you filled out this is how you answered this question or like really like you're not like putting your all into this and we have a very extensive process even like we have them take personality tests too if you guys um are interested in having that i can send the ones that we send over to you so that kind of helps you understand like how they work and how to best communicate with them um so it kind of gives you like a more inside scoop of like how they work under pressure or how they work in a working environment too so Mm -hmm. yeah just wanted to share that because i think you guys are at that
0: Yeah, devon man (laughs) man. you know i got you too because like you are the boss so when you start Mm -hmm. to bring in a team and you're kind of responsible you're responsible for for like If they're full-time like their way of like living yeah they're living yeah yeah. so it's like extra pressure you want to make sure it's right but then they're supposed to also help you to make sure that you can continue being successful as well so it's just like it was like hard decisions to make like
2: Mm -hmm. i mean start off just a few hours or like part-time you know and have like a probation period like a month trial or three-month trial see how it works, and that way everybody's on the same page. It's like, hey, you got a month to show that like this can work. If it doesn't, you know, sometimes that happens. And if it does, like, awesome! Like, we can, you know, give you more hours and give you more work to do. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. that's definitely. Uh, that's I think that's our next that's objective next for sure. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah guys, you're, you're growing. You're a big thing. So, yeah. How. Um, I'm curious like, what was the video? Was was there a certain type of video or a specific YouTube video that kind of catapulted your YouTube channel? Um, I remember like back in the day when I first started following you guys more, like you had like the where you draw like the Disney Channel Mickey Mouse. Like, I remember seeing that oh, kind of uh, like explode. Was that like the one that like took off? And then you guys, I know you guys switched to kind of doing, um, you did a couple challenges all the time, but then you kind of made it more niche where it's, you took advantage of being, you know, an African American and Korean culture, like showing the difference between that. And I felt like that really was like the sweet mm-hmm. sauce for you. So was the Disney Channel video, like was that like the first one and then like your kind of um, cultural difference type of videos, kind of like the second one? I would say you like really nailed it because the Disney Channel video
1: did gain our channel from, I would say it was like we had 4,000 subscribers and it jumped us to 25,000 in
2: a very short uh, (laughs) period of
1: time. And so at the time we were so excited about it, but few months in after gaining that many subscribers, we realized it was actually so bad for our channel because that's all that people wanted to see. And so if we ever uploaded something with our faces <laughs> in it, they would not watch it. It just really touched <laughs> our like, view yeah. to you know? So that's when we were like, man, this isn't working. Like you said, we did challenges. And then uh, I'll let Matt take over his part because it was pretty much his own passion project, the whole cultural exchange.
0: Yeah, originally um, that was going to be on my own personal channel because the whole angle with, for that was, hey, I want to learn Korean so I can ask her parents for Glory's hand in marriage. But then Aww. the more I thought about it, I was like, this would, like, I don't really see this on YouTube. This would be dope if we did, like, fun cultural exchanges mm-hmm. and, like, experiences and things. Um, and we did it with the... Uh, Uh, a few videos glory teach me korean and it just brought in like a whole new audience yeah and it was us on screen so people were falling (laughs) in love with us like our personalities Mm -hmm. and also the content so once we switched to that that's when the snowball began Mm -hmm. and then the very next year right around black history month it was the first time I, um, we started introducing African-American um, culture videos in there. So Gloria got a chance to experience cornrows for the first time.
2: I saw that, I loved, loved <laughs> that video. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, yeah. And uh, we did like fun black trivia. Um, we were trying to think of ideas that the audience could like play along with at, at the same mm-hmm. time. And those videos back to back to back, like all went viral. And that was the first time that happened. Um, especially on YouTube. So we were like, yo, we have something. And then yeah. it was
2: just
0: history after that.
2: Man, that's so funny. Yeah, I remember when you guys put that out. Um, I would, would watch your videos while I was on the elliptical at the gym. And Gloria, you would just be having me weak, like answering <laughs> all of Matt's <laughs> like the, the trivia and stuff. I'm like, girl, you didn't know that. And then you're just so funny and like you guys both together like your chemistry is so cute and so funny and you guys work so well together so i'm not surprised that not only people fell in love with you guys but even like the strategy um of kind of experimenting with like the cultural differences was like really 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 smart yeah it's
1: cool because we didn't see it being done that much and we had a lot of fun
0: doing it yeah it always feels good like when you uh you think of like a trend and then it actually works. Cause you know, as creators, like we expect a lot and the majority of times they don't do the numbers that we want. But when something works, man, like it's just a feeling that you can't explain. You're like, yes, Mm -hmm. got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah.
2: I'm sure, especially like being in social media, like, you know, people want that instant gratification. You, all you see mostly on social media is people's uh, success. So you kind of feel like you want that right away, but what people yeah. don't know is, like you have to be consistent. It takes so much time. And like you said, a lot of experimentation. And I give you kudos just for like having YouTube being your main platform, because like me and Kevin try to do, you know, our couple's channel, but it's just so much work that goes into editing and shooting, yeah. planning and like the branding, like the whole thing, and you guys were very consistent with it, and were able to do that and thrive on that.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we subscribe to you guys.
2: Thank <laughs> you. I oh, was <snap>. I didn't
0: <laughs> know that. Yeah, we were taking it all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we always like. We actually have some videos that we like filmed last year, but they're just like sitting on the hard drive because I never got the chance to edit them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back out we'll bring book back yeah, out sure. but now we're like we're having fun with tiktok because it's so much quicker oh, so, yeah faster um and so much fun so that's been kind of like our social platform that we're trying <laughs> to grow and just have fun with <laughs> yeah TikTok,
0: especially like During just time? losing your time late at night just looking at all the Every fun
2: I'm oh,
1: yes, I didn't realize. I thought TikTok was only dances, and then when I went on, mm-hmm. I realized
2: there's so much comedy on there. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's just so great. <laughs> it's
2: so good, and like a lot of these kids too that are on there, because people think it's just kids, but it's really like all ages now, especially. Yeah. But- there's people are just so creative with like how they edit and like convey their like comedic skits or like their whatever the thought is and yeah. ideas like the way they shoot yes. it using TikTok as really
0: like cool. an upgraded Vine, you know? Yeah, like,
2: exactly. You Vine, like
0: six seconds, but just to see like what they're doing with TikTok and how they can take audio and just make it yeah. look completely
2: different. <laughs> like real life video crazy. memes. yeah exactly is there like a certain formula that you guys use or that works for you guys to get the most views um and is there like or is there like a step-by-step that people listening um, can take to like do better with their YouTube channel or their social content
0: I would. well for one is definitely different uh, for every creator and niche especially Mm -hmm. you know Um, Mm -hmm. For us, uh, we really had to like understand like our target audience Uh, when we were putting our video together and we still make adjustments on each video. um, On YouTube and even Facebook, they have analytics that like kind of tells you like what your audience is feeling and not feeling. Mm -hmm. So like we noticed that people were just dropping off or like would skip towards the middle of the video they didn't really like how our intros, how long they started. So we would have to adjust like how we put that together based off mm. of that. And then we noticed like an increase in how long people were watching our videos after we made those adjustments and things like that. Um, since we do comedy, and um, I took a comedy course in college, like uh, one of the biggest things is trying to make your audience laugh every three seconds. Um, <laughs> and that was like a stand-up thing. So we try to implement that in our videos um is as if you're sitting down watching comedy like a comedy right. show from their comforts of wherever you are mm-hmm. um so i think that's been like our formula for a long time yeah. of like just trying to do stand-up comedy through editing and how we put our videos together
1: yeah there's no one single formula but like matt said for us even if it's not like you're laughing every three seconds there has to be like for us i guess it's a little secret there has to be something different every like few seconds, you know, like whether that be a cut or like mm-hmm. a music change or just something, you know, just to break the attention. And um, we, since we're viewers ourselves of other videos, especially me, um, you know, sometimes I'll click a video and I'll like skip if their intro's too long, I'll just try to get to the main point. So I try to listen to my own behavior of when I watch videos and uh, you know, apply that to our videos and say hey like I don't think someone watching our videos would want to hear us talking for um, two minutes long before we get to the point you know Mm -hmm. so that's what we
2: I guess try to practice for ourselves. I love that that like reverse engineering of you know what other people are doing and then also like inspecting your analytics that you already have and learning about your your own audience and what they want.
0: Yeah yeah i would say that's definitely the key there Mm
2: -hmm. for sure do um if somebody listening like is just starting out on youtube or the like they know they want to be on youtube and they're trying to you know create it what would be like the top three like tips you would give that person
1: i would say my first tip would be like i mean i feel like people hear this all the time, but it's, it's really important to start off knowing your niche. So in other words, like, what are you going on YouTube for? And like, what are people going to know you for, come back to your channel and expect to see? I think that's like really important in the beginning. Um, because if you're kind of like all over the place, I feel like no one's going to want to come there or know what to expect. So I feel like you have to know your niche and who you're who you want your audience to be. I feel like that's the first step, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, branding is definitely important. So, yeah, you want to know who your target audience is, like who you're making videos for is really, really important. Yeah. Once you figure that out, like let's say you're just doing like a travel cooking channel. Once you Mm -hmm. figure that out, I think uh, filming a bunch of videos first before you upload that first one, you want to get a catalog of stuff up because you want to get into like a nice routine, a nice schedule on YouTube. So people ex- know when they expect, like, all right, every Wednesday, Matt gonna make a new pizza in a different region, like, let's go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, Yo, Wednesday at 12 o'clock, let's see what pizza Matt makes. Uh, <laughs> constantly, so I think like that batch shooting and um, yeah. Uh, yeah, those batch videos are definitely helpful. Uh, Cause you get in that week to week basis where you make a video, like mm-hmm. week that it's supposed to go up, like that's going to hurt a lot. So you definitely want the videos in a can, um,
1: and, like
0: months in advance.
1: And yeah, it doesn't always have to be that way for the rest of your life, but just starting out, especially people starting out need to remember that they have to really narrow it down to like, what they want to do and be known for. And then I think as you grow, like you can start expanding the types of videos you make, as long as it kind of all comes back to like your theme, I guess, lack of a better word. Um, and then you can expand and people start to fall in love with your personality. And at that point they don't even really care what you start to do. <laughs> but I mean, that's like later down the road. So yeah, definitely a good pointer for people who are just starting. And be patient. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the
0: last one is you gotta be patient, man. Cause you don't know, like at any moment, well be patient and ready. Because at any moment, a video can take off. And our first viral video, we made the mistake of not being ready. And when the video took off, it was so much momentum. Our channel was getting so much engagement. And we didn't even have a new video to drop, like, right after the Disney video came out. So we Mm. out on, like, showing those viewers who we really are. Right then and there. I think we waited like a week and a half to two weeks. Yeah, was like two we we were just looking at the comments, just lost in the numbers, like, yo, I never look at our notifications <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> like and that that was every day. Yeah. And then it was like once it started slowing down, it was like oh, it's slowing down. Let's put out a video. And then when we put right. out the video, people started unsubscribing. People started <laughs> and like, Oh, I'm done. It wasn't
1: strategic at all because our <clears throat> next video was a giveaway. It was just so random, like There was no strategy behind what we uploaded next. Like, even if we didn't want to keep doing the Disney videos, we could have been more strategic and, you know, maybe what the next video was and how we kind of weaned off of it, but maybe still did something similar, but introduce our faces. You know, you just got to really be smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's like now, if a video goes viral, like, we know, like, all right, this video is going to keep the the audience like keep the numbers rolling like we're just going to recycle it to this video so just keep it going just keep it going and stuff mm. gotta be ready for it and expect it to happen and yeah. stuff so
2: oh that's so good i um, do you what's like your guys's process now like do you um do you have like a routine so like i don't know the first of the month you batch x amount of videos and then like Like, what does that process look like of running your, keeping your YouTube channel kind of like up and running in a sense?
0: Yeah. So right now, um, we do this. So we, we have ideas of like what we want, but, um, and this is like our own like weakness, like we're such perfectionists and also wanting to create the next trend that Mm. our mind is just like all over the place of like very detailed of like, Hey, we could keep doing cultural videos this month, but we want to do something new and exciting. Um, So we have long, like, long thought-out ideas and stuff of what we want to do, and it kind of goes through this. um, What is it? Go through this long process of like, okay, so if we do this, then these are the type of videos we can do with this type sort of style and stuff, Uh, which is why um, we want to. Um, bring in a more creative um, minds in for the team to kind of Mm -hmm. be like all right this is this is a great idea right here let's like commit to it Uh, because we're all constantly creating in our head that it makes it a little difficult Um, as far as like just the videos that we put up during the week like usually it's like hey what's something that our audience really likes and that's us understanding our target audience hey they like this mm-hmm. type of videos okay so what can we do that that gives them what they want but it gives them something that they didn't know that they needed so something mm-hmm. like a little slightly different and once we figure that out we pull out the camera and then Ooh. we think about the title and thumbnail first um because yeah, yeah if no one clicks it then no matter how hard you worked on that video it ain't going to do numbers So, yeah, the title (laughs) was, like, really, really important in the beginning, and then how we put it together, we would say is, like, second place. And then it just goes up, and then from there, we try to engage with as many uh, of our audience as possible. Because it is social media, so we don't want our audience to think, like, we're some untouchable, (laughs)
1: like,
0: celebrity or something It's like, nah, we're regular people that's just having fun. Like, you know, we just try to keep it like that.
2: That's cool. Do you guys keep a certain number amount of uh, videos like in the queue, like ready to like pump out or do you kind of, it just depends on what kind of ideas you have set in stone or you could have um, like Three video ideas already ready and you like, okay, let's just go ahead and shoot all of these and have these ready to go out or so that's what we're working
1: towards, especially now that uh, I'm pregnant and we have <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Bat, shooting, know. Bat shooting and like having videos in the queue is a current goal of ours right now. So mm. we have not done that yet, but that is definitely something we know that would be helpful to us. And even if I wasn't pregnant, I mean, that's just a good idea in general to just always be ahead, you know, um, mm-hmm. So that's what we're working on right now yeah okay. we
0: typically know what video so as far as like having the videos like already done and edited to go up like we don't um but the ideas are there and we're pretty confident in like putting the videos together as far as like shooting and stuff as long as we have the idea at least like we are like that's all we care about that's yeah. what takes the longest oh for my gosh us.
1: it takes forever to come up with an idea it is <laughs> so difficult I mean, it it doesn't seem like it would be, but I personally think in every, like, content creator's journey, I I really think the idea is one of the hardest things to come up with, um, Mm. that's just mine. Yeah, the idea is in, like,
0: knowing, like, hey, this could really, really work for the audience and things, um, and it's also different, like, uniquely you Mm -hmm. and stuff, so, yeah, that's the definitely the hardest one. And once we get it, we're like, all right, we can film, we can knock this out in like yeah. an hour, two or yep. well, two hours and stuff. But mm-hmm. that idea, man, be taking <laughs> days. Yes,
1: literally. <laughs> be taking
0: days, man. Like you get an idea, then it's like, okay, can we create like an engaging title and thumbnail? And if you can't think of the idea could be dope, but if you can't think of a title and thumbnail that will hook viewers, then you guys scrap it. Like, I don't, (laughs) this video is such a good idea, but I can't put it into words that make people Mm. and then it just gets lost and stuff. So this is, yeah, the idea is crazy.
2: (laughs) So let's talk about, um, the money side of things. Obviously you guys are doing this full time. Um, how many income streams do you guys have? Um, and what does that look like? So we're currently, I would say, mainly on YouTube and Facebook, actually.
1: So that's those are our two main, right, many, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't say it. And then Honestly, once in the a while, we have deal. brand deals. But um, even when we, we don't do too many brand deals, just because we're super picky about them, um, as most people should be, you know? So I would say, mo- like, Facebook and YouTube are pretty even, and then the brand deals would be
0: yeah exactly and that's and if you're a creator starting out like once you start bringing in a nice income that's why it's important to get a accountant because our accountant right now is helping us with like taxes and then also helping us understand all right so you're getting this amount we should put this amount um like let's just throw a number out we should put like seven thousand here that way Mm -hmm. it's a nice tax cut for you and then it'll build up. So by the time you reach X amount of age, years old, um, you're gonna be good. Um, <laughs> we, also, we also right now working on, uh, you know, merch lines and stuff like that. Um, we're just waiting for some legal things to get back so that we can even diversify even more through like merch, merchandise and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest is coming through uh, youtube and facebook right now
2: is that through ads mostly
0: yeah yeah Yep. Ad it, yep. the ad breaks and monetization on both uh youtube and facebook yeah
2: it's really that's fun. so cool But yeah. you guys got both youtube and facebook not just youtube but like just not the not same amount on facebook
1: yes we try to tell people not a lot of people in my opinion are using facebook enough like yeah i agree Yeah, when we talk to people, we're like, dude, like you can put the same video on Facebook. And to be honest, a lot of our videos on Facebook get so many more views because views rack up so much quicker on Facebook and people can Mm -hmm. like directly tag their friends. Um, So there are a lot of benefits to being on both platforms.
0: Yeah, you can make triple the amount on Facebook. Yes, that's been true for us at least. Then you do the entire channel on YouTube sometimes. It's crazy.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Wow, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. But I'm not surprised either. Because yeah. um, me and Kevin, we're kind of like in the online business marketing space and Facebook is like the platform and YouTube too. But but I know like people, especially if you run ads to them yeah. um, yourself too, it's just like a whole another level um, of potential that can come off of that. And I think also people, a lot of creators are, um, you have like the younger generation don't even have Facebook or they're like Facebook's (laughs) just for old people it's like hey (laughs) there's a lot of young millennials on there still watching like content like yours that you could be missing out on too
0: yeah I mean even if you like you don't have any passion to do anything on Facebook like why wouldn't you want to make extra bread by just with
1: the same <laughs> stuff yeah, just you're putting your on video YouTube.
0: up and just you know literally
1: i tell everyone and actually our disney channel video went viral first on facebook and that's what gained us surprisingly twenty five thousand subscribers because on facebook they really enjoyed the video that they actually looked for our channel um and our video on youtube was sitting at like I would say seven thousand views. I remember this moment pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for <laughs> really, long, for weeks and weeks, like it wasn't growing. What, like so, seven thousand views on YouTube, but like three million views on Facebook. So we definitely like gained those subscribers initially from all the people that saw it on Facebook. So Facebook, we owe so much credit to, is really what jumpstarted our YouTube channel, which is so weird to think
2: about because they're completely separate platforms, but they really it really helped us yeah sure that's cool i'm wondering i mean i'm sure a lot of people listening too are wondering because a lot of questions that people ask is like do i need to be on every platform should i just focus on one or should i experiment with them all and then see where it takes mm-hmm. me like what is your guys's insight on you know what platforms people should be on
0: uh, well right now we try to make sure we're on the main one so uh youtube instagram of course um facebook but when something new comes out, we try to sign up on it. At least get our with name. Our name. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. least claim the name <laughs> first. All right, we got the name. All right, let's just watch from a distance, see what happens. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we didn't do that with TikTok. TikTok,
1: <laughs> I know. So <laughs> Somebody else <laughs> has it.
0: Somebody swooped yeah. in and got sliced and rice. When from it him. was
1: musically, actually, they literally started so early, so <laughs> oh, we probably- oh man.
0: And started using our own videos. I was like, oh, you're now you're being me? Come on, man. Um, but yeah, I think um right I think it's good to focus on like which uh, platform you're really trying to grow on. So whether it's YouTube, Instagram, um, focus on that platform. It's fine to create names on the other ones, but you really want to put your time into the one that you really wanna grow in. Um if you wanna see any results.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. What um, does it look like when you start working with brands and having brand deals? Um, You know, people on the outside see influencers and see um, creators like partnering and having brand deals, but nobody really knows what happens behind the scenes with that. So what does that look like um, to get a brand deal for you guys?
1: Yeah, some of the brand deals that we've worked with have actually like like, if we work with a brand deal, you won't see the video until maybe a month later. You know, some of them are, reach out to us way in advance before we post post a video. So um, I would say there's definitely a lot of back and forth and like they have to approve of drafts. Um, we have to get the wording down and we always want it to make sense. We want it to, and when we, when this is just like a personal thing that me and Matt do. When we When a brand deal reaches out to us, and we haven't necessarily used ourselves. We always look at like reviews of the brand, even if it's like, it seems, even if the pay is really nice, like recently mm-hmm. we just declined a brand deal that would have been so easy for us. Um, but we looked at the reviews and a lot of people didn't really believe in the product and we weren't about to promote something that we've personally never tried that so many people had negative things to say about just for the okay. money. So. Um yeah it, it's a process actually with brand deals like we don't just take 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 I, I would say we like you'll probably have to really search in our videos to find us even mentioning like a brand it, it we' really rarely accept them on our channel at least
0: yeah like hitting the numbers that we did like with our viewers and stuff like we really they are our priority so we want them to know that we have their best interests all the time um mm-hmm. and we're keep it transparent. So we, like Gloria said, we really have to believe in a product or a service um, before they even see it on our channel or um, anything like that, you know? And also like, if you're a creator out there and you're working with brands and you don't have a lawyer, like, I think that's something that you should Mm -hmm. definitely look into because we Mm -hmm. used to do it by ourselves and there was words in there that (laughs) can cause us not to get paid at all off of something small. Like, hey, if you don't put a period at the end of this Instagram post, we don't have to pay you, and, like, it's so small. You you don't even realize, like, it's in there. Like, yeah, you might scan and be like, okay, it's got the good stuff. Like, I get paid on August 15th, this (laughs) is the exact time, and I just got put this up. And then you might just skim through the rest, or, like, they put, like, language in there that a lawyer will understand, but you're like, Uh what does this even mean? So. Our lawyer, right now, that we have with our brand deals, would be like, Yo, did you even know that like these people can uh, take control of your um, social media and do whatever they want? And we're like, It's in there. And Mm -hmm. then she's like, Yeah, well, I'll just rewrite it. I'll just take it out and I'll do this and send it back. Yeah. So it's like, It's important to have definitely when you work with a lot
2: of people don't know that too, is that like people, think that contract like final but it's like a back and forth negotiation you can cross things out and like Mm -hmm. change it and come back with something new
0: yeah yeah it definitely takes like it's not like a one-day process if you if you really care and you're really protective over your your own brand it's going to take like a day a few days or maybe even weeks before you agree on terms on both sides
2: yes do you guys seek out um brand partnerships ever, or do you just go through the ones that come to you? Uh, so
1: actually sometimes we seek out, they don't always reply, but um, I personally, this is my personal opinion, I prefer to be that I, I seek out to them just because like when there's um, a brand that we genuinely like literally use all the time, um, mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be way more authentic and way more fun to do something. There's actually a few that we have in mind that we would love to do. Um, But yeah, I would say it's pretty, no, it's definitely not half and half. Like we get reached, like brands reach out to us more, but like once in a while we will reach out if we feel really like passionate about it.
0: Yeah, Uh, another tip like that I know some creators do is that if you're in the same niche, like let's talk about like uh, travel foods again. If you're in the Mm -hmm. same niche with other food creators, and you see like a big food creator doing a brand deal with people that's selling these most expensive spatulas and you're like yo like that's dope you could like reach out to the same people and be like yo like at a cheaper price like I do food stuff I can use your spatula in my videos mm. and, stuff. and you know they'll look at that and be like hey that's more hits that's more people watching and stuff so it's right. like uh it's definitely good to like understand like who's making similar content than you. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously build a relationship with them. And then, um, you know, you can go from there, uh, sharing like things like, Hey, this brand reached out to me. Um, they might be beneficial to you too and stuff. Um, I think Mm. it's really,
2: really dope and good. Yeah, no, I think that's really good insight for people listening who don't even know what, um, a brand deal can look like as far as like how much you can get paid for a brand deal would you guys be open to either sharing an example of like either the most you've got paid for or maybe like the first one you ever got paid for you don't have to say who it is um and or saying like what you know about the industry like brand deals can range from getting this amount of dollars to this amount of dollars just to put like that number out there
0: yeah for sure well to start um uh, I think a, a good platform to use to understand like a base value or like an idea of what you could potentially get is social blue book. Um, mm-hmm. You can like just put your stuff in there and they'll give you like a general idea of like if you have this amount of followers you could ask for this for a dedicated like on video. the low end
1: or on the high end whatever yeah. you think your value is but it gives you that general idea which is nice to go off
0: of yeah um <clears throat> so uh through youtube like they helped us with like uh a brand mm-hmm. um with a brand deal exclusively just because it fit our demographic and with that one like it was over 10K for that um, brand deal. That's awesome. And it was just because it hit their target audience. And we were under a million subscribers. Way under. I
1: would say we were closer to 200, 300,000.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, I think that was like definitely one of, well, I I would say a little bit above 20,000 actually. That was like one of our biggest like brand deals um, at the time. However, we have a friend that has under two hundred thousand subscribers, and he brings in seven figures um, for just strictly doing brand deals. And nice. his views, <laughs> yeah, his views on a majority of his videos don't even pass twenty thousand views.
1: But he has a very dedicated, like few, like audience that really mm-hmm. trusts him, and I think it's really obvious that like he's so good at what he does that a brand can see, like, when he does, a when he does work with a brand, he shows, like, the numbers of how, like, the conversion numbers, and he's just so good, like, I feel like as long as you have a loyal audience of, like, let's just say, like, a thousand people that will always buy, like, <laughs> buy something, buy something, yeah, it doesn't even yeah. matter at the end of the day how many people or subscribers you have, because clearly, right, real life that it, it <laughs> i mean he's contained way more than
0: okay. yeah he definitely makes like a lot and we look at his numbers like bro like the math doesn't make sense and he's like don't matter the, the numbers don't matter what matters is like what you can bring to them like yeah. what how you can help the brand and like he right punches that into us because we used to tell him like man we we want to get a million subscribers we want a million views and he was like but you know i don't have none of that and I'm a millionaire. And
2: <laughs> He's like, I just want the million dollars. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. He's like, I don't yeah. even have to focus on that. Like, mm-hmm. y'all focusing on the wrong thing. Yep,
1: he always told us, so you're focusing on the wrong thing, and don't even call yourself a YouTuber or a Facebooker. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have, you're your own brand. You have to focus, like, you're trying to make a living like stop trying to chase the views and stuff like he's literally living proof that like you can do all that
0: yeah he gets flown out everywhere through like big companies and everything and but you'll look at his channel and be like
1: man this is
0: not real but it is <laughs> <laughs> it's, <real. laughs> it's very real man it is very real and it's inspiring too so that's it's inspiring. like that's what we're trying to get on his level and we have more subscribers but i feel like it's just so much that he knows that we need to know
2: need to you know yeah but yeah that's- so on
0: the big end, for subscribers like that i would say that amount but um it it definitely depends on the type of video and the type of brand deal you're doing for someone
2: mm-hmm. dang that's some really good insights some really good nuggets y'all and i bet a lot of people listening are like wait did he just say ten thousand dollars twenty thousand (laughs) dollars for a brand deal you know people like that's what i think is important when uh creatives talk about like numbers or you know throw that out there because if we're not talking about the numbers one we're not going to know like you know kind of a reference to either reach for or like value ourselves but then also we don't know what's like possible so like the fact you know that could be a lot to somebody or a lot of people or a little to some people you know but the fact that you can make $10,000 from one brand deal, you know, it's just like, whoa, That like, that's like a lot for a a lot lot. of people. It is
1: really a lot. Yeah. You think
0: just the uh, brand deals, like you make that amount, but like the CPMs given due to like the niche you're in Mm -hmm. fluctuate. We're on entertainment. So we're, our uh, CPMs, basically how much we make per thousand view on our videos is, towards the lower and middle like spectrum. But if you're education or tech, you would make double or triple the amount on a video. So let's just Uh. throw numbers out. So entertainment, you can see anything from like $3 to let's just say $10. But if you're tech and education, like you can go up to $20 to $30 per thousand views um
1: and cpm by that he means per like thousand views this is how mm-hmm. much so yeah like three dollars per thousand views ten dollars per thousand views or twenty dollars per thousand views
0: yeah exactly so we have if let's say our channel we did a million um views on a video like we might come away with two or three thousand dollars where a different niche can make ten to thirty thousand Right. Um, The same length video, just a different niche. And it's just because of the types of ads that they would put on their videos versus ours. Right. So when people say like, oh, subscribers at this amount make this, it's like, nah. No,
1: (laughs) there (laughs) literally are some people like that I (laughs) even personally talk to that have so many subscribers and they're like, I made $20 this month or something crazy. And I'm like, what, (laughs) it blows my mind. It doesn't even matter the amount of subscribers it
2: it, 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 there, I mean, there's so many different variables. Like yes,
1: subscriber count and views matter, but there are a lot of different variables that go into it.
2: Oh, that's so cool that you guys pointed that out. because um, being like on the more of like the online marketing business side. Mm-hmm. Like I know people like the experts and coaches, they always talk about creating like educational type videos because those mm-hmm. get the most views and you can get the most money from it. So, um, yeah. it's like, of course, it might make the most money but then you also got to ask yourself if that's like really the type of content you want to create because <laughs> you know you got to be consistent yeah. put the work into it and if you don't really enjoy doing that content then yeah, yeah. you're kind of chasing the wrong thing
1: <laughs> yeah so
2: don't just switch to educational or tech
1: just because <laughs> you will burn out and it'll be really obvious and hard
2: yeah uh what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes you guys made in your business and how did you grow from it
1: I just think in the beginning, we were really eager for opportunities. So we would like pretty much, I think a lot of people, uh, this happens to a lot of people, in the beginning, you're just so eager to take a brand deal or go on a trip or, you know, something. Like, so I think at mm-hmm. the beginning, we were really quick without even putting thought into it. Be like, yes, 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 we'll do it. We'll do it. And I feel like that has actually bitten us in the butt. <laughs> few times in the beginning, Um, one time was literally a trip that uh, we would have gotten paid for. Everything would have been paid for. And I already agreed. I told my boss about it and it just completely fell through. There was like really nothing. It was just so bad. And I, at that moment, I remember thinking like, oh, I I really need to be, (laughs) we need to take our time with things and really, you know, be smarter about.
0: I think just like, just having the knowledge of business in general Mm -hmm. uh because you get so focused on creating that you forget that you're running a business so there's just things that you don't even think about like uh taxes is the biggest one and i feel like uh it hurts a lot of creators that just don't have knowledge about taxes they used to just getting a regular w-2 from their employer but they don't (laughs) know that like yo when youtube or facebook or these companies brand deals pay you like all of that is not yours. Yeah. <laughs> like, <and they're>
1: yeah. <laughs> but you have to manage it, you know, that it's not going to be all yours. You yeah. have to. Like verify. you got to
0: like put some of that aside for taxes.
1: Like half of it. Yeah.
0: So yeah. it's like towards the end of the year when they file their taxes and they're like, you owe 300,000 to Uncle Snake. They're like wait what how like this doesn't make any sense like can I write my camera like sure you owe (laughs) 280,000 like oh my god so I think that's like (laughs) that's a big one right there let's say it's like a mistake on our end but we caught it so like backstory me like the amount that we make now like that wasn't something I was used to growing up
2: so Mm -hmm.
0: once the bread started funneling in I was like man what what's some things i can buy that i never knew i could buy before but um then like my friend that we were talking about that makes uh, seven figures he talked to us like yo like i need accounting, y'all need to start saving our money i gotta do these things and it was like what we gotta we have to be smart with our money <laughs> 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 like what, well, we got the accountant and it was like Y'all, y'all done too much damage now y'all can't have fun anymore so it was like all right we we kind of caught it like a really good time i mean
1: we didn't go ham with her money like we didn't yeah. just buy a car and stuff but yeah um just like i said earlier we didn't go to school for business. We also didn't go to school for, you know, finance. Yeah, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta go through it. (laughs) Yeah, we like didn't know how to manage money. Like that's not really an essential thing they teach in school, but money management is Mm -hmm. so important. And that Mm -hmm. actually was a mistake that we didn't get an accountant sooner. I think like a lot of people actually (laughs) experience, um, I, I kind of fear for the people that get overnight fame, or like all of a sudden they're just making so much money. Cause I would probably have right. a person doesn't know what to do with all that money. And you need someone that is smarter than you in that area to help you for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Like lottery. Oh
1: letters. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sure.
0: Another thing too, I was just thinking about <clears throat> is, uh, relationships with, uh, other people like brands and creators. Mm-hmm. Like I think that excuse me um i think that that's very important too because um you're able to like bounce ideas off of um each other and when you build a relationship with a brand like they'll hook you up and they'll think about you for like upcoming things yeah like (laughs) yeah there's some brands that we've developed relationships with and they're like yo uh, yo, we really love you guys. Like, we're gonna take you on this secret, uh, this secret meeting, and we're gonna show you like some upcoming things that no one's ever seen. And you know what? <laughs> we're just gonna give you one for free. And it's like, and it's because of like the relationship yeah, we yeah. built with them. Like, and when I say building relationship, not just talking only business, 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 but it's like reaching out, like, yo, how are you she doing, man? Them. Like, yo, like, you and your kids look adorable. Like, it's a genuine, <laughs> like, a genuine friendship that yeah. we have with these people. You know, because at the end of the day, we're, we're all human, we're all people so. Absolutely. and stuff. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's how you like really connect with people when you get on like, you know, like the good side of people for lack of a better saying, but it's just like, oh, like they actually do care about me. You know, I can only imagine like how many entitled divas, you know, these brands like have to deal with. <laughs> But the fact that you know you guys are you know, normal, genuine people, you understand that they're people too, and you're trying to invest in the relationship and really not only want you, yourself to win, but you want them to win too. Yeah. So yeah that's exactly. a, good, a good point.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: How do you guys think that we as a creative community can annihilate the status quo of the starving artist?
0: Well, for one, I, the biggest thing for me that I'm like very passionate about is credit and work, man. Cause that, you know, it's it's people that uh, it's people that will see something dope from someone that doesn't have any views or anything at all, and won't even credit them or send them anything. Like, yo, we got inspired by this person doing this type of thing, um, and y'all should check them out too because they um, influenced us to make this type of video. Like, um, <clears throat> we respect a lot of people that do that, and. Um, if there is people that like, and I respect Glory for doing this. Like, if you see people that are working really hard trying to make it, um, and you yourself have a platform, um, like you know, help them out in like ways of like being there for them. If they have questions, um, yes. want to understand things. Like Glory has her own like, and she'll probably speak more on it. Like her own like small group of people that's trying to like grow their brand that she's working close with you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. it's crazy because they have some gems that benefit glory too that she wouldn't have even known if she like worked with them and stuff Mm -hmm. i just think it's like i respect that so much um
2: yeah Um, but that's cool to hear that you know you have a group that you're helping i think that's really important that you touched on that matt um because you know the reason why i started this podcast is because there isn't a lot of leaders or information out there on like the how-to or business side of things. You can look into their craft, you can see how they made their whatever, their painting, their video, Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't know like the numbers, you don't know like the business or like how people negotiated or people actually have team members. Some people think everybody does it on their own and then Not a lot of people know that like all this stuff happens, you know, in the background. And I think it's really important to share that type of stuff. And like I said earlier, just like throwing out the numbers because some people might not even know that's even something they can reach for. If you've never been exposed to a $10,000 check for something, you know, it's like, why in the world would they think that that's even like a possibility if no one actually puts that out there? So um, yeah, so I think that's really good that you touched on that
0: you know we were starving artists like years ago and VidCon did this thing where it was just like you get a YouTube mentor and um I like that yeah I don't know if they still do it but we got lucky we had to apply for it with a video and they gave us uh two mentors that are really successful on YouTube and then I'll never forget this one of the mentors um he was very patient gave us his uh personal contact information like yo please hit me up um <clears throat> if you have any questions and then right before we left he said i had a gift for you and he gave us uh, a a thousand dollar amazon gift card um and he was like i want y'all to like use this to buy equipment uh oh buy lights, gosh. everything that you need because you know i believe in you and i can't
2: make goosebumps
0: <laughs> yeah so we bought lenses we and we no. we did it he was like i'm not gonna tell you what to do with the 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 gift card Like, it's just a free $1,000, but I will hope that you get these things. And we used 100% of it only for slice and rice lenses, lights, tripods, everything, and it helped.
1: It was such a big deal to us. Yeah. It really was. And honestly, his act of kindness really, really made us want to pay it forward. And so, like, honestly, I give a lot of credit to him because I feel like to this day, we know what it felt like to be – you know, struggling in that time, and for him to do that to us now, we do that as much as we can, whether that be financially or just our time, which time is so valuable, more than money. Yes, um, yes. You know, to other creators too that are that were in our position. I mean, we're all still in that boat, but his simple act of kindness meant the world to us. And even if it may have not been a lot of money to him, it was so helpful
2: (laughs) so much to us yeah i love that yeah like gave me goosebumps hearing that because you know like everybody knows what it feels like to be in that position i don't know why not more people like want to give back and it's so weird in the creative community. Um, And I I don't know if it's just like the social space, but some people like have those egos or they want to keep and hoard everything to themselves. They don't want, you know, if a a deal doesn't work well for them, they don't want to like forward it to, you know, recommend it to another friend or creator. It's like, we all got to uplift each other. And I remember at that VidCon that we went to that we met you guys at, and we're like networking and talking to people. And I would say like, 80% of the people we talked to, they were just so like self-indulgent, like just talking about themselves and like, didn't even ask me or Kevin anything. And it was just like, what the heck guys? Like, this is not how this is supposed to work. This is not how you network. This is not how you build relationships. I don't care about your business card. I would rather much follow (laughs) you on Instagram. Let's, you know, subscribe to each other. Let's like help each other out. Um, and even like I remember I was telling you Matt like we were thinking about growing our channel you sent over a pdf that was helpful like on like growing your youtube you know it's just like yeah that's what you're supposed to be doing not like (laughs) throwing your business cards out and telling me how amazing you are (laughs) like
0: (laughs) man we've been through all of that we've been through these cards where we went (laughs) vista printed 500 uh (laughs) business cards and was passing it out but like as we grew we like understood the value of like actual building relationships with people mm-hmm. um and those are man it's worth thousand way more even if you don't even do nothing like you guys don't even have like the same creative feel like in working together doesn't make sense like still uh there's ways that you can still help each other later down the road but it's just that relationship absolutely so, like, genuine. even if you can just connect on like a regular creator level like um just sharing your feelings with each other like that uh, those things help tremendously yeah. yeah yeah
2: definitely well what's next for you guys i know this quarantine is kind of <laughs> messing thing up things up but yes a baby woohoo <laughs> so excited for you guys Could be the cutest <laughs> yeah. little blasian baby ever oh my
1: gosh oh, man, oh you guys
2: would have a blasian baby too <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking about that but um
1: What's next for us? Well, I don't like not video wise, but like we mentioned earlier, I really, we really want to build a team and like be really smart about it. That would just really help us. So I think that's like one of our focuses right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely this year Uh, building a team and hopefully we'll be able to hopefully, uh, probably quarter three, hopefully have our merchandise up and ready. So our audience who have been asking us for years like, yo. When are we getting the shirts, man? Like, we finally <laughs> have it down. We just got our web, we just got uh, the rights to our website. Um, so, we got built, yeah. yeah, build our website, doing all of that. So, it's, we're excited, man. And then next year, hopefully, um, start diving into other avenues and stuff too, outside of creation. So, yeah, that's where we at right now, building the oh. team creating more, hopefully come up with some new trends this year that is like new and refreshing for everyone. Um, it's still funny. Um, yeah, that's where we at.
2: I love it. Well, thank you guys so much again for your time and dropping so many bombs and gold nuggets. I know that whoever is listening right now is taking away a lot of notes and they're hopefully gonna take some action in all on all of them. Um, But I'm going to have all your social media handles and info and stuff in the show description notes. But, yeah, thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you. This was really fun. And you're really great at this.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Until next time. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more episodes, and share it with a fellow Gangstar creative. I would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of. And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and 5 ways to boost your online sales PDFs. Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.